Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. By the way, I should mention, it is the live Saturday edition. Those other talk show hosts, they just want to take the weekend off. We're here for you, live for the next three hours. So you bring up anything. That's the point of the program. We're going to start things out here with an email tonight, kind of an email that brings up an interesting question about the nature of consent. On this program, we talk about consent a lot. I like the idea of moving towards or evolving towards a society based in consent, based uh, where everyone is consenting with one another instead of this sort of uh, coercive society that we live in, wherein the men and women calling themselves government could give a flip whether or not you consent to what it is they want to do. They've got guns and cages, and they're willing to use them. And they could really care less uh, if you're uh, what your elected representatives could really care less what it is you want, as evidenced <laughs> by uh, last week's bailout. Yeah. So, but what does it mean to really consent? Well, one of our emailers uh, digs into it, and I think he makes an interesting or asks some interesting questions here, makes some points. Jim writes in, he says, One thing that keeps me from screaming at the television, radio, and even my computer is my understanding of the lack, is my understanding of the lack of understanding of cults in this country. About 40 years ago, when deprogrammers started forcibly kidnapping children, all of them were hoping one of two things would happen. Either people either needed to understand cults and mind control techniques, or a better and non-coercive system of enabling cult members to begin to think for themselves again would develop, both of which they hoped would suppress the cult growth in America. Fast forward today, and only one of those has happened, and the other has taken a turn for the worse. Americans are less aware of mind control techniques, even though methods of non-coercive exit counseling have been developed. Today, there are about 5,000 documented destructive cults, both religious and non-religious, and about 10 to 15 million cult members in the United States alone. Now, one of our callers, Gene the Christian Anarchist, would make the argument that most people in the United States are members of the cult of government and that they believe in the state, but we'll put that aside. He's talking about cults like Reverend Moon's Unification Church, as well as Scientology, some of the bigger ones, to the smaller groups like Tony Alamo's cult. But what is the difference between a religion, a benign sect with odd beliefs, and a dangerous and destructive cult? A religion is a devotion and or worship to an idea, deity, or other person or object. It's just the belief alone. People who share, you don't have to go to a church to be religious. Right. So people who share this belief group together and spread the word of this idea or deity to others. Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, and the likes. A benign sect is a group of people who has odd but harmless beliefs. Take, for example, the Raelians, who believe that our creator isn't really a deity, but rather an extraterrestrial race. It's as silly as it is harmless. A destructive cult is one who takes either a religion, self-help techniques, or any other idea or belief, and then uses it as a tool for mind control to extract money, praise, free labor, or even sex from its adherents. Sounds like most uh, religions extracting money. Well, you mean organized religions? Organized religion, yeah. It's always coupled with psychological, uh, psychical, not sure what that means, and or sexual abuse. Because of America's protection of free speech and freedom of religion, a lot of the abuses of these groups are not just overlooked, but ignored. People think that cult members are stupid or weak-minded, and that they deserve what's coming to them. Even though all cult experts agree that the average cult member is of higher intelligence than the average Joe off the street. Now, how is that possible? 
How can a smart, intelligent person end up joining a group like Heaven's Gate? You remember those guys, right? That's the ones that killed themselves to get on the comet? Yeah, it was coming by at a certain time, and they figured they'd they they don't know how that works. mass suicide. But I, I don't mean, know if, if they you can knew kill yourself either. and get on a comet, why do you have to wait to a particular time to do it? Maybe it, maybe your soul can only fly so far? Apparently. I don't know. Anyway, one of the early masters of hypnosis said that one factor, the one factor that determines susceptibility to hypnosis was intelligence, because intelligent people can control their minds better. Now you're thinking hypnosis? While the thought of a pocket watch swaying back and forth from a bearded man or perhaps one of the silly stage hypnosis shows we've all seen on TV time and time again enters our heads, these cliché and obviously stereotypical perceptions of hypnosis are painfully inaccurate. To achieve a true trance state, one could engage such activities as dancing, chanting, meditating, drumming, extended prayer, jumping in place, even a blissful interaction with other cult members. Restricted diet, sleep deprivation, love bombing, and combination of these can render any intelligent person unable to conduct critical thought. What the hell is love bombing? You should look it up. I don't know. Uh, these things on their own are fine in most circumstances, but in this case are used to control people's minds. In this lowered state of awareness, one is more susceptible to su- suggestion, which a destructive group can use to implant phobias, thought-stopping techniques to dealing with criticism, suggested hallucinations, and a split personality composed of nothing but doctrine. Now, I'm not saying that I support all government actions, and this is Jim writing this, uh, it's an email. Jim says, I'm not saying I support all government actions when it comes to cults. The taking away of the children in this and the FLDS case is a mistake, because now that these leaders are gone, we can expect one thing to happen right away, and that is that the child, preteen, sexual, teen sexual abuse to stop. The tragedy in Waco could have been avoided had government paid any kind of attention to their doctrines about Armageddon. To say that government coming in to stop such abuses is always bad is a gross generalization. I think the best disinfectant to cults is sunlight. Exposing how cults work and how group mind control works and how to spot it and avoid it are the best ways to combat cults, period. However, with our exploitable court systems, it's hard to get any information out without being sued for slander. And for the most part, the media in this country turns a blind eye to cult mind control until it's too late. Now, when he's talking about the the suing going on, he's referring to cults like Scientology, where if you... If you reveal too much about Scientology or you trash on them too much, they're going to notice you. And Scientology has a lot of money that they're willing to pay very high-priced lawyers uh, in order to go out and shut you down if you're going after them, which is why we had a call, uh, I think, a week ago from the anonymous guys, which are this group of Internet activists, basically, hackers, I don't know what you want to call them, that are out there protesting Scientology whilst wearing masks and things like that in order to obscure who they are, because these people know how to use the court systems to suppress information getting out about them. Anyway, Jim continues, he says, for example, the 39 suicides in the Heaven's Gate cult, the almost 1,000 murders and suicide in Jonestown, and pedophilia in the Children of God, a.k.a. the Family International. To put it in another view, if you, under mind control of a, if you are under mind control of a megalomaniac preacher who has a taste in 11 to 16-year-old girls, and who you believe that by, not, by you not giving your 12-year-old daughter to be his sexual toy in fear of being excommunicated from everyone you know, alienated from the group, and make so many decisions for you to the point that you've forgotten how to make your own decisions and cast into hell for eternity, is it really consent or is that coercion? And if it's neither of those, then what is it? Well, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, many people feel that uh, if if they don't do certain uh, reli- all kinds of certain acts, that uh, in fact you'll be cast into hell and and you know be excommunicated from the group. 
I, I mean, try to uh, try to hang out at a church without accepting Jesus as your personal savior. Mm-hmm. That's not going to go real well. So, I mean, you know, how far does this uh, how far does this all go? I, I just throw the question out there. I'd like to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Is it consent or is it coercion? I still believe that it's consent because, well, they don't know anything else. I understand where somebody would be coming from to say, well, these people deserve better. You know, they deserve the opportunity to experience the rest of the world. It's like living in the Pleasantville or the Truman Show where mm-hmm. these people have been uh, inculcated their entire lives to believe that if there is something else out there, you don't want to see it because it's, you know, the devil's work or whatever. For whatever reason, you can't leave this particular area and or, or terrible well, things will happen to you. And I, it's brainwashing, most certainly. It's sad, definitely. But is it coercive? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think any more than the the mech on Papua, Papua New Guinea, the, the these these tribal people, are being coerced into staying in their their tribal uh, world. I mean, they could come to America and you know enjoy all the great things that we have here, but they they really do choose to stay there with the people they know and the the lifestyle that they know, and they're going to die young and they're going to experience diseases and they're going to believe that uh, evil spirits control their lives and all this other stuff so no that's it's choice as far as I can tell yeah i and I, and I think that when you see these situations like the f l d s and he's specifically talking about sort of the sexual weird, bizarre sexual situations that some of these cults are into. When you see that stuff going on, you think, oh, that's so awful. I wish something could be done. And so what we see is the government goes in with guns and it it just completely destroys these people's lives. What they had thought was a normal life is completely turned upside down. Would love your thoughts on this. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, including archives. So if you miss a moment of the show, just go to the front page, freetalklive.com. Click and download. They go back for an entire year. So enjoy all that on us Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, that is uh, something that you'll want to do if you're one of our listeners only getting the Saturday show, as our brand new listeners are getting in Charlottesville, Virginia, News Talk 1260 AM and 94.1 FM WCHV. Well, hello to WCHV. On board for the first time tonight. So uh, welcome aboard. It's a show that, as you might have determined already, is uh, a little bit different from what you will normally hear on talk radio. I mean, number one, we're live on Saturday nights. Pretty unusual. Number Number two, we we don't espouse uh, Republican or Democrat views. Yes. Uh, So if you're confused, stick with us. You'll figure it all out eventually. Uh, the number here is 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's the first most important point you need to know about Free Talk Live. Uh, so anything goes here. But I started the show out asking a question. We had an email come in from Jim talking about how he's concerned with a lot of the cult activity that's going on in this country, specifically the weird sexual stuff, like the, the FLDS, uh, what was the what Tony Alamo Church was recently busted, Strong City, another one. There's there's just been a handful of churches that have been raided uh, over the past year. Children have been separated from families. Lives have been turned upside down. And the emailer was asking, well, is this brainwashing? Is that that coercive? Or is it consent-based? And 
I don't think that there's coercion involved unless the person is being forced to stay in the little cult location against his will. If you can't leave, then you've got a situation involving coercion. Right. That's uh, kidnapping or, um, you know, another term they use is white slavery, which is a you know, bigoted term as far as I can tell. But if if you can walk out that front door any old time you want to and leave the cult, then you've got a a sick situation. You've got a weird and unusual situation. You've got a disturbing situation, but you don't have a you don't have a coercive situation. And if you've got feelings on this issue, 800-259-9231. Also, another question to ask is, what are some of the solutions that we could see to help people that are in these cult situations absent this government violent solution? Because, of course, all the government knows is violence for the most part, right? That's what government does best. They don't do anything very well, but the one thing they do pretty well is to destroy lives and use violence in order to do that. And that's what we saw They have a monopoly privilege on violence in the society. You can't go and force people to do things however the government can. So that's what we saw them do in the, uh, the FLDS situation or Strong City. They come in there, the men with the guns just terrorize people. They steal children from families. Now, I understand that their position is going to be, well, these people are sick. And maybe they are. Well, their, posi- their position was that uh, somebody had reported a rape in there. In fact, it turned out to be a prank call. Well, maybe they're just, uh, yes, I understand that, Mark, but they were just looking for an excuse to go in. They've been, they were waiting for an excuse to go in and do something to these people. And so their position might be, well, they're different. And they do things that are gross or whatever, but they are different. They do lots of different things that are gross all over the world, and and we don't invade countries based on that. I I agree with you, Uh, but apparently because these people are located within a specific geographical region, somehow them being different becomes a crime. Them being different is a problem. Look, if you've got a problem with what these folks are doing, why can't you be more creative than going in with armed men with guns? How about trying to uh, do outreach to these people? How about trying to get a message to them, trying to rescue them intellectually instead of by force? Because what we ended up seeing was that the cops going into the FLDS situation down there in Texas earlier this year actually really just kind of filled in the story for these people. They had been told that the outside world was, you know, satanic and evil. And that these things... Those, those people are bad out there and they want to hurt you. Right. And then what do they do? Men come in, hurt their families, and, just, and steal kids from their parents. So who looks like the evil people? Looks like the government to me, from their perspective. I mean, it looks like it to me anyway, but from their perspective, it's definitely the government. And and the problem with giving the government the monopoly privilege on force is it seems that many organizations, you know, organizations like, uh, uh, you know, the Health and Human Services and, and, and those kind, you know, the family organizations in each state, that they, they're a little too quick to use it. Yeah. It, it seems like a lot of people are hurt by this. I'm not saying they don't help people, but I, maybe there's a better way than kidnapping kids and 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 separating them from their parents and i don't know it's it's a mess if you if you get i mean i I understand break a few eggs to make some omelets but damn how many eggs do we have to break well again yeah where do you draw the line how different how different does someone's lifestyle have to be before you bring out the men with guns to intervene i don't think it's ever appropriate to do something like that I think that you might be able to do something on an individual basis, try to rescue some kids, but then you're putting yourself up uh, for, a, for a lawsuit liability if you were to take your own action in a situation like that. So that's why I'm th- just asking you, you know, what are some other options besides sending in men with guns here to, to help these people out? Because it's, that did not help anything. It didn't help anything. It just hurt people. 
So can we get more creative? 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll start with Jim listening in Florida. The WFTL. Hello, Jim. Hello. Hey, Jim. Hello, what's on your how mind? you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, there was a, I, I read some stuff about some cults, and there was a comment that, uh, uh, as I recall, the people that get in cults, some, sometimes people lose the ability to reason and, and understand right, between right and wrong. And there's an organization called Landmark Education that has been labeled a cult and actually declared illegal in France. In I'm France? if you know anything about that organization. I, I've, I've taken the Landmark Forum. I've taken the advanced course. I uh, took the uh, Introduction Leaders Program. I happen to believe that Landmark is a cult. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Well, they use some brainwashing techniques, Mark. I mean, it's quite clear. They have no religious figure. You don't have to be – it doesn't have to be religious in order to be a cult. the Boy Scouts is a cult, you moron. It might very well be a cult. I'm not sure. Well, I haven't researched it too heavily. Well, any organization is a, uh, is a cult as far, by your definition. You know, it's interesting that you, you happen to bring that up, Jim, because uh, we sp- spent in the past – th- we spent an entire three-hour episode of this program. It's very unusual to even stay on one topic for more than 15 or 30 minutes on this show, but we actually ended up spending a three-hour episode talking about Landmark. I don't know how long. It was like a couple years ago. And, of course, Mark, you were getting very upset, and we were, things were getting very heated in the studio here. Uh, but, but do you know anything about it, or were you just asking us? Well, no, I, I, have, uh, I have a family member who uh, got involved in it, and uh, she's moved up in the organization, and now she's got my sisters uh, and, and nieces and nephews and everybody else getting involved in it. And it's a little bit alarming to me because, uh, I don't know, I just it seems like an empty, um, an empty promise and a lot of uh, inward selfish thinking, and there's not really a whole lot of... Uh, uh, really, uh, thinking into the world, it's more about just how to self-actualize, but not really produce anything or, or give anything other than just to the organization. And that sounds, uh, you know, just sounds a little bit fishy to me. I was yeah. kind of curious what you knew. I missed the show. I would have what, enjoyed it. What I would recommend that you do is there's a French documentary out there. And as we were talking, as I was mentioning earlier, Scientology uh, tries to crack down on people that that expose them. Similarly, the landmark cult uh, also cracks down on people that attempt to expose them. And there's a French documentary floating around on the Internet out there that you should look for. You know, uh, just what Google's you should do French. is you should take the forum before you make all these, you know, jump to all these conclusions. Take the forum. They have a money-back guarantee. Before you go to if their you don't forum, like it, you can get your money back. Before you do that, uh, go and watch the French documentary. It'll really open your eyes about what those folks are all about at Landmark. Watch the, the Omen, call. too. It's scary. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You sound like a cult member again, Mark. You sound like an idiot. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. 
including the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The calls are all over the map. You are on hold. We will get to you. Uh, just wanted to let people know we were just talking about cults, uh, the landmark People came up. You, you, Mark, claim they are not a cult. Of course, you were a member of uh, Landmark for There's a while. There's no membership. And you've gone to several of their, what do you call them? Uh, what are they? Classes? Educational classes. Right. You've gone to several of those things. I did look up the name of the documentary I was referring to. It's called Inside Landmark Forum. However, finding it, you will have, you'll probably find it if you Google it, but it's hard to find it on things like YouTube and Google Video because Landmark has sued uh, everywhere they possibly could to get this particular video taken down. I now suppose they to, uh, assume it's, uh, you know, I would assume that they consider it slanderous. Whatever, Mark. It's video footage from their actual, <laughs> from their actual um, thing that they did over in, in France from one of their seminars. And so you have to ask yourself, even if they aren't a cult, even if it turns out, if, even if you think that they're not a cult, as you don't. They're just an organization. Right. They're just an organization. Anyway, even if that's what you think, they're a really slimy organization to go about trying to suppress others who are trying to speak out about their thoughts about this particular organization. Whenever somebody trashes on Free Talk Live, we don't sue them because of it. Look, the, uh, when it comes to Free Talk Live, the, uh, the, uh, the, any kind of publicity is good publicity. For different companies, different things, uh, you know, d- different situations. I can't believe you're actions. making excuses for this, Mark. It's America. You should have the freedom to speak out against organizations you disagree with. You should have the ability to you make documentary films. There's nobody lying about anything How in do that you documentary. Know? Have you ever taken the I've forum? I've seen the documentary. Have you, have you, have I've have seen you the taken inside the forum? Footage. I've seen the inside footage from the forum, and, and they have experts. Experts that they brought on the uh, documentary to, uh, to talk about it. So that's people can have opinions in this country. I agree. But Landmark Forum apparently disagrees, and they'll sue anybody that uh, tries to expose what goes on inside I don't their closed courts. The court system would go for that, uh, you know, stopping people's opinions. I think that they would likely. Well, you go talk to Google Video and YouTube and ask them why they took down those videos because they were scared of a lawsuit. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Nettie because ladies come first. Listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello. Hello, Nettie. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard y'all talking about, like, uh, the child services and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, basically, here in West Virginia, I turn around and I had my ex went to court just just about a year ago and lied and told them that I was doing drugs. Now, I work as a security officer in Every month, we have to have a drug test, Mm. and I have never failed one. It was never investigated, never proven, but the court gave them my children. Mm. Wow. Then turn around, just about a month, just actually just this month, I was up in another county fighting that they had beat my children with a belt, black and blue, until it was purple. Who had, who had done that? The uh, the bureaucrats? The, no, the foster, the, uh, the foster actually the, the dad and the stepmom. Yeah, wow. And they just turned around just now, gave them back custody this Thursday. It's crazy. That's amazing. Normally, you don't hear about it working in that direction. Normally, it's the, uh, the the male or the father that ends up being victimized by the system. Does he have friends in government? What is he? Why do you think that he was no. able to pull this off? No, he don't. The, uh, He's just a lower class piece of trash, in my opinion. 
But they tur- he turned around, and my little girl looked at me and told me, Mommy, that Daddy told the stepmom to take a break while she was beating my children. And were you able to, I mean, were you able to get the, uh, your daughter to testify in your favor? They wouldn't let her because she was only nine years old. See, this is nonsense in my opinion. I believe that young people can absolutely make decisions for their lives. They can certainly make the decision as to which of their parents they would prefer to be spending their time with. And if well, your little nine-year-old went... wants to spend their life with you, it should be up to them, not some well, arbitrary judge wearing, uh, you know, some man wearing a dress sitting up on a podium. Well, here's another thing. My son said that he, if they sent around, he was he's only ten years old. My son said if they sent to him back to that home, and even I went to court to get an injunction to stop them from sending them to the kids, the kids to that house, and they wouldn't give it to me. They mm-hmm. turn around, but my ten year old son had threatened that if he was sent back to that home, that he would go in the bathroom and kill himself, and nobody's listened to it. Wow. Yeah, well, this is, you know, this is such, unfortunately, it's such a typical story. These government bureaucrats coming in and ruining people's lives, whether it be a a couple that has broken up or whether it be a a nosy, busybody neighbor wanting to get involved in their neighbor's lives. It really, it seems like all it takes in many places is just one phone call, and then you've got a a bureaucrat knocking on your front door, backed up by state police or local cops, and, and then they come in and steal your kids from you. And I'm so sorry this has happened to you. Do you feel like there's any chance that you could possibly... Win in the long run, or well, the see next my act? problem. See, my problem is, I've even went down here in West Virginia for legal aid to help me to get a lawyer. I've been fighting for a year by myself because legal aid will not give me as an attorney. Mm. I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for the call tonight. I'm unfortunately, the court system, uh, and I don't know about her husband, but uh, unfortunately, the court system does seem to work best for those who have the most money. It's, it is true. And what does is, what is a woman in, the, in a, a position like Nettie do? What do you do? You've got all these men with guns telling you, you can't have your kids. Your kids are saying they're going to kill themselves. Your kids are saying they're being abused. Your kids are wanting to get out. What do you do? Do you try to abduct your own children and go on the run? What kind of a life is that? It's not going to be good. No, especially if the cops catch up to you at some point. Then you're going to be taken. They're going to be taken away from you again. You're going to be thrown in a jail cell. How frustrating must that be? I mean, Mark, as a, as a new father, your uh, son's only about five m- months old at this point, I think. Six and a half. Six, six months. This must be, I mean, you've got a good relationship with your wife, and that's good, but can you imagine being put in a, a position like that? Nope. Most important thing to me on the planet. Right. You'd go crazy. I mean, you'd go nuts. Because if that's the most important thing to you on the planet, then everything else is secondary. It's less important. Right. Everything else is secondary. You'll obsess over it. And there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. I would love to hear from some people with maybe some ideas for Nettie because, you know, I've never been in the situation. All I all I do is take the phone calls and try to try to empathize with people. Yeah. Because it's just awful. And this is what people want government around to do. This is what government is supposed to be for to s- separate people from their children. Separate worse, separate children from the parents they would prefer to be with. Shouldn't the kids' opinion 
be a factor in these cases, if not the most important factor? Well, I think that the kid's opinion should be a factor. However, I don't think that the kids should be able to uh, be bopped back and forth and use parents to, to get what they want. And I think that, that that certainly has happened in the past. I don't know how many you know times out of ten that that, that is the case. But uh, I don't think that a kid should be able to go boing, 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 boing. Well, I mean, if parents want to allow themselves to be taken advantage of, then that's one thing. But if you've got two parents and a kid's trying to take advantage of them, I'm sure they could come to some agreement where, hey, you know, don't keep giving the kid what what he's demanding yeah or i'm not taking him back next time anyway let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want pretty soon you got a parent who's promising we're gonna go live at disney world come on (laughs) hank is listening to wftl in florida hank you're on free talk live how you doing guys uh i wanted to talk about the elimination of all government Hmm. but i'll uh throw in uh, a theme on the call as well i think that the uh, biggest call is probably the belief in the uh, nation state yes i agree and I think because a government is a monopoly, the only cults that they will tolerate would be a state-sponsored cult, just like the only religion they'll tolerate is a state-sponsored religion. And uh, actually, they'll throw your kids in jail if you don't go to the state-sponsored cult schools. <laughs> mm, the indoctrination centers, indeed. I know you have more. Hang on, Hank. We're going to bring you back, and we'll take your calls as well about whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. Since you uh, mentioned the government indoctrination centers, you've actually got a... Since we were talking about weird sex stuff, you've got a related story coming up, Mark. We'll get to that and take your calls about whatever you want. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, then you may shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter the uh, amazon.freetalklive.com through that link... Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, so start your shopping there. 41-plus categories in which to shop used items and new. Whatever you order, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Start at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Lose weight the easy way with Dex C20. I've been taking Dex C20 for a couple of months now. The pounds keep coming off. I can actually fit in my pants these days. It's Dex C20. Um, it, it, it doesn't give you those weird, jittery feelings that most diet pills do. You can get a bottle uh, today at uh, Walgreens, CVS, uh, GNC, or you can go to diet.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Hank is still on the line listening to WFTL in Florida. Hank, you're back. What was on your mind tonight, sir? Go ahead. Yes, um, I wanted to say that I believe in the uh, complete uh, elimination of all government. I think the uh, founding fathers uh, proved that uh, it was a failed experiment to believe that you could keep government small and limited through a system of checks and balances. Sure enough. They put, well, they put some of the most powerful checks and balances you could on government, yet within 75 years, Lincoln and the uh, liberal radicals had completely destroyed these, all uh, checks. What were these checks, these powerful checks and balances that they put on the government? Well, one was supposedly the only way that you could raise revenue through government was through a tariff tax. All direct taxation is unconstitutional. But uh, once you grant uh, government authority over you to do anything, their power will grow. 
Well, they, why they, they created the, the amendment process, and the government, whether whether you believe the thirteenth or sixty, excuse me, the sixteenth amendment or not, was uh, was legally passed. It was passed. It did make it through. So, um, you know, that's that's the way the Constitution was written. I, I think the con- I think that uh, the Constitution was essentially the first try at a uh, at, at a republic, or at least in in modern times. And you know, no, it was I, actually the second. What was the fact, second? I had wanted to mention about ten first? years ago. A lot of libertarians had gotten excited because with the advent of the Internet, they said, okay, the old criticism of the Articles of Confederation, which was our first constitution, was that it was impractical because of the distances. You couldn't have a decentralized government. Now with the Internet, people would say, okay, we volunteer $500 billion in taxes a year. Each individual could go on the Internet and say, here's how I want my portion of the tax money spent. But the mistake, uh, I think the libertarians' uh, mistake they made, the reason we had an article of confederation is because the radical liberals during the Revolutionary War were moving towards the elimination of all government, and they had gotten local control, local power. And the aristocrats, the conservatives, they said, we have to have a federal government to keep a check over these radicals who are not going to pay taxes to a central authority, so they established the Articles of Confederation. Then after the War of Independence, they decided that was too weak. We need even a stronger central government. So George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, they uh, created the Constitution as we know it. And that's yeah, why the Constitution was written by James Madison. Well, Madison, too, who was a liberal. But the completion of the Constitution, in my opinion, was not the culmination of the ideals of the War of Independence, but actually, the end of our liberties. The version of it. I don't. I, I don't disagree with this. How, um, but uh, the point I'm trying to make is that the Constitution doesn't have really that that great of a check and balance system. Um, it doesn't have any punishments for people who violate it, the highest law on the land. And this is. It was okay. The second try at uh, at at a, a republic. And the fact is, you know what? Uh, I'm. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Edison tried what two thousand things before he came up with the light bulb. Uh, are you telling me, Mark, that we should just keep giving? this a try over and over again i thought you'd moved beyond the whole federal government idea i thought you were in favor of secession i am in favor of secession but i um I, I, aren't the articles of confederation basically you know just a confederacy of 13 countries honestly i haven't read them so i, I couldn't tell you that's essentially what Bart, it is. um have you ever heard of the puritan uh, ann hutchinson no she um when uh, the puritans uh established religion in uh massachusetts bay colony got too oppressive uh, a handful a full of Puritans led by Roger Williams started their own colony in uh, Rhode Island. Yeah. Anne Hutchinson was oppressed by Roger Williams in the government, even though he was a professed libertarian. She realized that even when you take a full-fledged libertarian and give them control of the government, ambition and power goes to their head, and they start becoming tyrannical. She came, I believe she was the first American to come to the conclusion that you have to eliminate all government totally. You cannot keep it small and uh, limited. Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's, of course, when you think about it, it really makes sense. If you want to give men who are fallible, uh, you want to give them power over other men, you want to grant them this uh, this authority to lord over others with, uh, with threats of violence, inevitably the men that are attracted to those sorts of roles are going to be the one that relish that position the most, the, the ones that want that 
power, the ones that are attracted to it. They're this power seekers. And so, yeah, there might be the occasional Ron Paul that might slip through the cracks and manage to get through. But look at Washington, D.C. as a perfect example of, of, for the most part, 99% of those people up there are sick power freaks. They may have the best of intentions. You know, they may, their intentions may be to uh, mold the rest of the country in the way they think would be the best way. But Hitler thought the world would be best if we eliminated all the Jews. So, right, I mean, so, that doesn't make him any less sick and any less tyrannical. There may have been some of the founding fathers who had really good intentions and who liked the idea of individual liberty, and they th- they might have believed that they could have put the uh, the right amount of checks and balances in. And Mark may believe that if you put in more serious punishment for people doing naughty things in government, that that'll rein them in. But it doesn't seem to really matter at any level, state, local, federal, even in a neighborhood association, the people who are at the top, they lord power over others and they will just they'll just dodge all the rules, they'll they'll find whatever loopholes they possibly can, or they'll just ignore them completely and use their men with guns to protect them every single time. No matter where government you has a monopoly over violence and they have a monopoly over the uh, military. If you eliminate all government, you eliminate all uh, power and coercion. Karl Marx believed that uh, all government was basically the executive committees of the uh, ruling classes. You, you don't uh, eliminate uh, coercion when you eliminate government. Um, there still be stronger men lording over weaker men. There will still be criminals. There will still be common criminals, but at least they won't have legitimacy. At least they won't have indoctrination camps uh, turning out brainwashed masses to believe that the men with the guns and badges are the good guys, when in point of fact they're really not that much different from any other criminal gang. It's just that they've got these core and they have these uh, booths with buttons in them that you you know that you're allowed to walk into once every two or four years, and you can press a few buttons or check a few boxes. And uh, for whatever reason, all of that window dressing manages to distract the uh, the sheeple, for lack of a better term, from really realizing the wool that's been pulled over their eyes and realizing the scam that 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 is the state. And I'm glad you called tonight, Hank. Any other thoughts? I uh, yeah, I guess the final comment I have is Karl Marx also thought that. Uh by eliminating all private property, that you would eliminate all coercion and oppression. Well, that's pretty low. Lo- Karl Marx was a madman. Yeah, he man. was utopian. <laughs> he's, he's nuts. I mean, I thank I you for the call. It's government. You have to eliminate government. But, you know, it's funny. He also believed that when you have government and the proletariat take over everything, that government would wither away. And his ultimate goal was a completely uh, a society completely without government, which he thought would maximize freedom and liberty. I don't know. I really have not done that much study on Marx, well, it, so I it, can't It's comment. essentially true, but, uh, you know, communism is this, this idea that suddenly the state and the people that have power, you know, that have, you know, the, the educated elite are going to let it go for the people. Never going to It's happen. never played out that way, yeah. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Uh, usually what ends up happening is, or that, that we've seen at least, is that the elites will continue to aggregate power for themselves. They'll continue to extract wealth from the rest of society. They'll make themselves nice and comfy while everybody else is standing in bread lines. I mean, if communism works so great, where are the examples? If communism works so great, why isn't North Korea such a pros- is it, why isn't North Korea prosperous? Why isn't Cuba prosperous? Why aren't communes great well, places to live? None of those places are actually communism. I mean, like you, you can't find communism any more than you're you talking can... about pure communism, right? Okay, I mean, but they would socialism. call themselves communist. Okay. The, the, the parties there might call themselves uh, communists. Yeah. However, they'll, they'll usually call themselves the People's Democratic Republic of yes. 
1-800-259-9231. Which just goes to show you uh, all the great things that democracy brings. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism are available by the Institute for Humane Studies. They're looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily papers and major media outlets for the spring or summer. All positions are paid and include a career workshop as well as opportunities to network. The deadline to apply for an early summer decision is coming up November 1st. So visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. And then again, libertarianinternships.com. Yeah, if you are a college student or uh, know a college student, this is a really great opportunity. Uh, there, there's pay, there's uh, you know, housing expenses are taken care of, libertarianinternships.com. Our toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in, bring up whatever you want. Hour number two is on the way. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. It's the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to easily update the look of your old cabinets or that old set of drawers, get in touch with innerknobs.com. They offer, uh, offer a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at the checkout. That's interknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S dot com. Or see their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. Again, interknobs.com. We go to your phone calls. That's what the show is about. And then coming up, Mark, you've got, if we have time, we, uh, you've got a story about teachers and students and sex. We'll get to that. Nothing unusual. But first, we talk to Mark in Ohio. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Yeah, hello there. Hey, what's on your uh, mind? I'm calling about the lady who has the kids taken away from her. Yes, um, Nettie from earlier tonight. Okay, yes. Um, this is just a long shot, but maybe I don't know if it's, this would be the right thing to do or not, but I've also taught my girls to do whatever it takes to get away from a situation no matter what it is. Um, but if the boy, is, he's 10 years old, and I think the girl was younger, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's something that uh, that they can do, because if they were really black and blue, like she says, who's to tell that uh, one last hit could uh, kill one of those kids? It's so possible. Here, here's, here's my suggestion. If it gets really that bad again, uh, since no adults are listening to each other, have the kids do something drastic, like uh, pack up um, a, a backpack for food for at least two-day trip and just take off somewhere, have the kids know uh, to where they could go to where it's safe, um, just pack up and go, take they have to go together. You can't leave one behind. Couldn't um, they? Couldn't they talk to teachers um, at school? I mean, doesn't that seem like? Yeah, a, that that would be. But if but if no adults are listening, yeah. And and then if the children do something themselves that are drastic, someone 
someone will listen to them. So you're saying that'll send the message, if the kids run away from dad, that'll send a, a clear message that there's something really seriously wrong going on there, and maybe, just maybe, Nettie would have a chance of uh, getting him back? Uh, the lady would get him back, yes. Right. Um, that's just, that's a thought. I don't know if it's the right thing. But would the, would the no kids adult, be going to meet her when they were running away, or would they be going somewhere else? No, they, they, I would think they would have to go to someone else, because it wouldn't look good if they ran to the mother uh, from the law standpoint. They would need to go to some to a safe house to where mm-hmm. uh, they can run to a friend's house or uh, aunt and uncle's house or something. I don't, I don't know. Just somebody that they feel that they can trust. You know, uh, even even if it's in another town or whatever, I know it's far fetched, maybe, but but they just need to, to run for safety because uh, black and blue being like that. Then I was sexually abused when I was little, so mm. I know what these kids are going through. So, and if it takes doing something to get him and his sister out of there. They got to do something. Do what it takes. You know, it's an interesting suggestion. I'm glad you called tonight, and I thank you, Mark, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. And hopefully, Nettie is still listening, and she's been able to pick up on that idea. Of course, that requires you to be able to actually get in touch with your kids. And I didn't wasn't really I didn't clarify whether or not she was even able to visit with them. You know, okay, how would she be able to um, portray that message to them? If I got she's the impression been, that she was, you know, she had contact. But yeah, but if but if your contact is uh, supervised. If you're being watched the entire time you talk to your kids, then how are you going to set that up? I mean, it's still, it's a good idea. I don't want to, uh, to suggest that's not a not a good idea. I mean, at that point, anything goes. I mean, if you're so desperate, your kids have been stolen from you, you're you're willing to try anything. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We talked to David in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind? Well, I was curious if you looked into the comprehensive annual financial report for Keene a little further. If you dug anything interesting up? Uh, well, it's posted over at freekeen.com on the forum there. There's a there's a link to it on the front page at freekeen.com, and we've asked for people to uh, to dig around through it. I you know I've glanced at it. I haven't really taken a look since we talked about that. I was hoping some other people that maybe had a little bit more financial acumen than me might stop in there and take a look at this. You're talking about the comprehensive annual financial report. Which, as I understand it, and again, I'm no accountant, but it's it's my understanding it's essentially a balance sheet or a finance a financing statement issued yes, exactly. issued by the government in various different um, government bureaucracies have these things. So it's not just a one thing for one government. It's uh, if you've got a school board, the school board probably has one of these. A local city government probably has one, and maybe even some sub bureaucracies, uh, like a, some of the judicial uh, branches might have them. Uh, you never know where you're going to find these, but definitely the cities and the towns and the state governments, they absolutely have these. And essentially what they list, from what I can tell, is they list various different assets that the government has, not just buildings and cars and stuff like that, but investments. And so the interesting point about this, for those that have, are just coming across this uh, this idea for the first time, is that the government will make it sound like they're in dire financial straits. Oh, our budget, there's a deficit, and we're going to need to cut spending. Either that or we're going to have to raise taxes. 
Please, we're just going to have to get more tax money from you people because of the budget. Well, yeah. what they're pointing out is that the, or what these people that are, that have brought up this comprehensive financial report point out is the budget's only a fraction of the comprehensive uh, annual financial report, and that there's all kinds of money just sitting around in investments, and that these government bureaucrats are are essentially just playing around with and investing uh, your tax dollars, and they're ta- they're taking returns and putting it in pension funds and stuff like that. And a lot of this information is in the comprehensive annual financial report it's not a secret report it's just that it's never really talked about very much so no. you can go and in get fact, it for your local uh, for your local government people in fact i must say upon uh, delving mine uh through the one for my city i called you a couple days ago about mm-hmm. it i called uh all the local news organizations newspapers uh the rotary club garden of the year club and the newspapers and television admitting to knowing about it and being aware about it but they just didn't give me any info on whether they'd ever talk about it or not. And I've been reading the paper and checking the news and I haven't seen anything on it. Some and then people, the Rotary Club and the other different clubs around here just completely ignore it. Some people have alleged, and I have not seen the paper trail myself, so I can't say if it's true or not, but it would make sense. What's some that? have alleged that at uh, you know state government levels, federal government, maybe even some city governments, they've got investments in major media companies. So a sure. lot of this money that they're investing, they're investing into corporations that they have a vested interest in having some level of control over. Some have suggested that uh, governments in America own over 50% controlling interests in some it of these media sense. companies. It sounds paranoid, and it do, but it does kind of make sense, doesn't it? Well, how else can they sell you the police state? How else can they sell you the city school district? How else can they sell you all their building projects unless they have a subservient local news. Yeah, I I would like to see a little bit more of a paper trail on that, because at this point, for me, it's just an interesting accusation, one that... it's strategic, certainly in their case, and isn't that interesting? They're taking your tax dollars and they're investing it in companies like Fox and these other broadcasters, so they own a piece. Well, you can say that NBC is owned by General Electric, right? I've I've heard that, yes. Okay, so General Electric has an invested in, uh, interest in every uh, in the whole system. So of course, uh, General Electric is going to perpetuate the system's um, growth. You know, and, and then when you look at it, Disney owns uh, ABC, and then you got Westinghouse and all that. I mean, it, it just becomes obvious. It's uh, Corporate fascism, what else could it be? Yeah, well, thank goodness we have the Internet, and we can uh, put up our own media nowadays. We've got YouTube, and, of course, radio uh, Radio is still relatively uncontrolled. Obviously, Free Talk Live managing to get on over 40 stations. Uh, Cracked the uh, the 40 mark tonight with the addition of WCHV in Charlottesville. Uh, Charlottesville. Thank you, sir, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, David. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Got another affiliate agreement earlier this week as well. So things are going well for Free Talk Live. So... The uh, the conspiracy of the, the whole idea that government owns the media lock, stock, and barrel, obviously not true. But is it possible that they have investments in these big media companies? Totally possible. The, comp- the uh, city government here in this town, I think, has like $30 million in investments alone. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got live streams. 
Broadband version? Dial-up version? How about a webcam version? It's all free over at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. Speaking of SACL CAI, they, uh, they're the main sponsor of the show. If you have a business or you know somebody who does, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They'll take care of all your accounts receivable needs. You can get a hold of them at... Uh, uh, by going to freetalklive.com and checking out their banner. It's right at the top of the page. It's SACL CAI, and we recommend them. They're nice folks. 800-259-9231. All right. So, Mark, you've got something about teachers, students, marriage? Yeah. Um, it's uh, Apparently, what? it's not limited just to the United States where uh, teachers are humping students. But this isn't just versa. sex. No. This has gone further. Yeah, there was a there was a little fanfare surrounding Ian Ian Carter and Stephanie Green's engagement four weeks ago. Not even a formal proposal, just a hasty hastily bought an expensive ring and certainly nothing. So wait, 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 hold on. Where was this? You said it's not in America. England. Oh, England. I'm I sorry, I missed that point. Someplace over there. Okay. And certainly not in the uh, way of congratulations from the blushing bride to be's family. But then who can blame them? Quite aside, um, quite aside from the 23 year age gap, he's 39. She's only 16. <laughs> Ian was the um, was this week found guilty of sexually touching a girl under the age of consent. I, I thought it was 16 over there. That must not the, be, huh? Uh, this was at 15. And oh, I see. Who was that girl? None other than Stephanie. It was Stephanie's father, Neil, who told the magistrates he'd found her in bed with a uh, naked Ian when she was <laughs> just 15. Wait a minute. He brought... <laughs> He went to her house to have sex with her? I'm a little confused by that, too, yeah. If you're 39 years old, shouldn't you have your own place by that point? Well, Don't tell me he's still living with mom. The economy's tough, man. In the, cor- yeah, in the court true. case that ensued, the magistrates just heard about a string of uh, unsavory, sexually explicit text messages sent by Ian from his mobile phone to Stephanie. I would assume that she's sending some back, but maybe not. This week, Ian, who was a child from a previous, who has a child from a previous relationship, walked free from court despite his conviction. He was sentenced to a two-year community order and ordered to register as a sex offender for five years. Hardly the basis of a romance, you might think, although Ian, formerly a lecturer at the local college, vehemently denies that any of these incidents took place. Only in the run-up to the court case, he insists, did the pair become a couple, and he maintains they still have not consummated their relationship. So he's keeping it, you know, didn't happen. He's saying he did. He wasn't caught by the father having sex with her? That's what he's saying? Well, the simple fact that you're in bed with somebody doesn't mean that you're having sex with this her. This is true. It's unfortunately happened to me. Uh, the fallout <laughs> from their engagement, predictably, has been catastrophic. Stephanie is uh, estranged from her parents and three older sisters and has dropped out of her uh, A-levels. I don't know what that is. Ian, meanwhile, has lost his job and is claiming incapacity benefit for depression. Oh, my God. <laughs> None of this, however, seems to have dampened this most unlikely couple's ardor, and they insist that they are completely in love and now living together in Ian's two-bedroom flat in um, Tanger, Kent. They intend to wed when Stephanie turns 18. Huh. So here you, here you have it, yet again, um, you know, a family who doesn't want a young person who's having sex with an older person, in this case, uh, apparently uh, one of her teachers, and wants to sort of stand in the way of it all, but... You know, it's. It, I, it, I don't think they can um, do anything at this point. At 16 is uh, age of consent. So at this point, I don't believe they can do anything. Well, she's not old enough to consent to be married, but I guess you're saying that even though he's registered as a sex offender, he'll, he'll still be able to come around to her because she's now 16? No, that, that, might, that might throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. I don't know. I would like to know how you feel about this because this certainly is not the first story 
Was it Letourneau? Mary Kay Letourneau was yeah. kind of the, one of the big stories here in America, and I and believe she married her uh <laughs> It's the strangest, oddest little story. But and she was in jail for like half a decade or longer than that. She got out, and they got married. So that must be – there's something there, right? I mean, right. The, he didn't move on. You know, he, he had uh, half a decade or whatever to mature in various different ways and meet other ladies and do other things, and he waited for her. Did they even have sex while she was in prison? Didn't they somehow? Yeah, that's like, my understanding that she got preg- pregnant in prison or something. Knocked like her that. up again. Good lord! It's, so you know, it's a crazy story. I'm not saying it's savory. I, I certainly wouldn't go that far, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's none of my business. I don't really. It's. I, I could see that if. If you were at a private school and one of the teachers was moving in on one of the students and that was against the rules, then it would make sense to fire the person. But if they kept wanting to be together after that, uh, all you really should have in your repertoire at that point is ostracism, social ostracism. If it's if indeed you believe that there's something wrong there, I mean, as you say, it may be a little bizarre, maybe a little strange, uh, but clearly for the two individuals, it's what they want for themselves. And shouldn't they be allowed to make those decisions? Or do you believe? that a 16-year-old girl is incapable of making choices. Now, no doubt, she doesn't have as much experience as a woman who might be in her early 30s or 40s or something like that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but all that said, I don't think that means that these people can, people that, that age cannot choose for themselves. Will they make mistakes? Hell yes, they'll make mistakes. Can we prevent kids from making all all bunch of mistakes in their lives? No! Whether yeah. it's smoking cigarettes it's, or to, to, sex. I mean, to think that uh, girls at the age of 16, 15, 14 can't make sexual decisions is ludicrous. I mean, it, it is all you have to do is... I'd walk into an ice cream store, sit down at a table full of 15-year-old girls, make sexual advances at them, and I can tell you, I'm going to get nowhere. Nowhere. (laughs) It's going to be a ludicrous... Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. These girls can make their decisions. I mean, come on. Weren't you making those decisions when you were 15? Sure. I would have liked to have made those (laughs) those decisions. You mean females? Yes, many females are. Uh, yeah, 1-800-259-9231. Uh, if you want to comment on this particular story, do teenagers have the ability to make these decisions? Because it's not just about sex, Mark. It's also about marriage. My I mean, comments on the guy um, in this, uh, Ian, the guy, 39, uh-huh. in this situation, um, he's, he's, on, uh, he's on the government dole for getting, uh, being depressed after losing his job as a uh, professor. Yeah. I, I mean, can't you just see that, that bureaucrat saying, okay, let me get this straight. You're boffing a 16-year-old girl and you're here because you're depressed? Get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, can a woman if if a young woman can make sexual decisions at age 16, what about the decision to be able to get married? Is that more serious? I mean, because yeah, sex is a pretty big big choice. It can result in sexually transmitted diseases, it can result in a baby. Yeah. Uh marriage should a young lady be able to choose to get married? Should does a teenage girl have the ability to make that choice for herself? I say yes. And in fact, wouldn't it actually, wouldn't a divorce actually favor you? Doesn't it usually favor the female? So, I mean, if she got married to this guy and it ended up not working, you could always get the divorce. And He's on government be, assistance. Yeah, what's she going to get out of the, it? What are you yeah, going to get? Split point. the CDs? Well, either way, it would certainly be a, a life learning experience for her. I think she's, I think she's in the right here. I think right. she's okay. To think that uh, you know, divorce in this particular instance would be terrible at the end of it all. I, I don't. You know, a lot of people uh, get together when they're young and decide this isn't, this isn't the right thing for us. Hopefully, there's no kids involved. They, they split up and things are fine. 
So there you go. Uh, yet another story of teacher and student. Uh, it's certainly it's an inappropriate uh, as far as a professional relationship is concerned. And I think that the school is absolutely right to dump him. I think that's absolutely right. But as far as charges, criminal charges, possible jail time, stuff like that, no. I don't think that's necessary at all. I think that these people should be left alone. And if you want to do something, you can tell them how you feel about it. You can tell them you won't hang out with them anymore. You can ostracize them. But throwing somebody in a jail cell because they're fraternizing with somebody half their age, I think those kids can, I think those teens are able to consent. What are your thoughts? It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Those include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's wiki. FreeTalkLive.com. And did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? So how many of them aren't admitting to it? Should your business or shouldn't your business email be secure? Uh, secure? Go to PrivacyHarbor.com and learn about the email alternative that's private and confidential and guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. We turn to Larkin Rose to stir things up a little bit here tonight. Shockingly, nobody wanted to uh, to talk about age of consent and uh, and teens having sex with te- uh, teachers. Normally that'll roust up a few calls, but I bet Larkin will be able to pull this off here. He wants to talk about supporting the troops. Now, you want to talk about a cliche. Support our troops. You see it all over the place. You see it on the backs of conservative uh, cars. You see it on the backs of liberals' cars. What's support, support exactly? Troops. Support means what? Give money to? We do. Well, I mean, I'm forced to. Yeah. So I have to say them. I like it. I'm happy about giving money to the troops. They're <laughs> great. Well, support our troops. So it's a cliche. Everybody sort of parrots it out there as though that, well, you can be for the war or against the, You can be against the war, but you can't be against the troops. Well, you know, we're going to come back to this here because we do have a lady on the line. And, of course, ladies do come first. We go to Evan listening in Washington to KUSA. Hello, Evan. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I have three daughters, and Mm -hmm. I also was a teenage girl once. And I think 16 is way too young. Too young. They want to be to have sex with an older man or to be involved. If they're not having sex with an older man, older than... Anywhere in the 20s, they like the thrill that they're, oh, I'm so grown up. Because part of being a teenager is you want to be grown up. You want to not need your parents anymore. You're so striking to have your independence. But they are not ready. I remember that stars Uh, in my eyes. Are are 18-year-olds ready to have uh, relationships with 40-year-old men? 18 or 16? 18. I'm asking you, are 18-year-olds? Yes, I say I don't think they should because I still think, but I think 18 is yes. It's so just, okay, I don't think they because... should either. I agree with you. The difference is I think that you might be willing to throw someone in jail over having the relationship at 16, whereas I'm not. Yes, I think so, especially if they are in a position of authority, a teacher, a policeman, whatever. 
Well, I think that's but, but even if even if they're not, you know what? Those guys should know better. It's the law. You should know better. You should not be screwing a teenage girl. Well, okay. Now, what about you said that uh, for older men it's inappropriate. What about a 16-year-old girl and a 19-year-old male? It's getting grayer there. There's people in prison all over America for that. Yeah, I kind of think that's wrong because that's kids making bad decisions. Myself, I think teenagers should not have sex at all. I, 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 I can see the problems with it, yeah, totally. I talk to my kids about sex every day. At first, it was very, Jeez. very hard. But if you have kids, talk about sex. All kinds of things about sex because it gets easier and easier. And if your kid can talk to you about sex, then they will talk to their boyfriend about sex and maybe about why they shouldn't have sex. Whereas the generation before, it was easier to have sex to talk about sex. I, I agree with you that uh, parents should talk to their kids about sex, uh, that you should be on a, a re- you should have a relationship with your kids where this is something that can be discussed, where they won't be afraid to bring it up. Uh, but I can't say I agree with the, the part about throwing people in prison cells because they might have made choices that you think are inappropriate. Uh, now, do you th- what do you think the punishment... Now, uh, the, the girls, you know, you're, you're, you're attributing these sort of nefarious ideas to the girls that they, they want to feel grown up and all that other stuff. So that shouldn't the girls go to prison too for having sex with older guys? I mean, they know no. what they're doing. Would you say that they know what they're doing? No, you claim they're that children. They're children. They're children. Sixteen they, year old. They hold on. Six, I don't think I so. had a job for four years at sixteen. People let me, um, you know, drive a car. I've done all kinds of things at sixteen. You're t- saying I'm a child? I was a child? Yeah. You're you're yeah. You're, 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 you're crazy. I That's think nuts. there's a big difference. Sixteen years old is is uh, it, it was adulthood in uh, most you know in most societies at one point, and you know ours certainly in the past. I think life is too complicated. I think too complicated. We're not talking about life. We're talking about sex. As a matter of fact, at sixteen, I can do every. Hold on, I, I can do everything else in life at sixteen except have sex and yeah, you can't oh, legally drink. I can legally you drink. Shouldn't drink and drive. But I did. Well, I shouldn't drink and drive anyway, ever. However, I could do it at sixteen and probably did do it at sixteen. But it's not legal. I, I understand. It's I, not legal now at 39. That what difference doesn't me. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> no, but 16. it's not legal to drink at 16 because kids lack judgment. It's, it's, that it's legal to drink in it. Ireland at 16. It's legal to drink in Italy at 16 just because we have a bunch of Puritans um, in this country that think that alcohol is bad, that we can't, uh, you know, I think that parents should be teaching kids about alcohol. Yeah, I think that if you actually oh, have a, if you have a relationship with your kids where you can talk to them about these things, whether it's sex or alcohol or, or drugs or whatever, uh, and you're, you're, you can have a discussion with them, then they can make those choices. They can make educated decisions about those choices. However, if you're the kind of parent, and I'm not saying you are, but if you, the listener, are the kind of parent that is leaving your kids out in the cold and not even discussing these things, if, you're, if the extent of your discussion about sex or drinking is, don't do it, don't do it, uh, then what you're going to end up having is kids that go out there and experiment on their own without talking to you first. They're going to go out there and they're going to learn everything the hard way. Uh, that's how I learned about alcohol was the hard way because my parents would. I don't. I mean, I never would have even considered going to ask them about alcohol and uh, certainly uh, sex. I would have kept away from talking to them about that too, simply because I didn't have that kind of relationship uh, with my parents. So I think that at an at an age of 16, young people can be informed and that things aren't that complicated. In fact, I think kids probably get complicated things better, some things, like computers and things like that, better than a lot of adults do. Yes, they can. And I totally agree with they. Sh- 
you should have an open relationship with your children and yes. be able to talk to them about these subjects that are well, at first kind of embarrassing or difficult or uncomfortable. But I still think 16-year-old girls shouldn't be having sex. Fair I, enough. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against I, that. But especially the older guy, he has to face some kind of punishment. If not, you're going to have so many older men wanting those younger girls. And if there's no They all, a lot of older men want younger girls, I will tell you that. Whether or not they act on their... And, in, and uh, whether or not they're successful. Try to, try to right, imagine. Because there's a law, because there's a law against it. No, 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 no it's practicality. It. It's practicality. The fact is, I can't pick up a 16-year-old girl. There would be no way for me to pull this little trick off. You know what? Because I'm not a teacher. The problem is sending your kids to these schools with teachers. I mean, you can fire a teacher. There's punishment enough. And they should be fired. If I, I agree. If teacher is screwing my daughter, I want his ass in jail. I agree. Well, why not? Why the I jail? Why is it the jail? You have to. Why do you have to bring in violence into the picture? Why not just fire the person and ostracize them and leave it at that? Why do you need to throw someone in a in a cage? Because, because there has to be a bigger deterrent. Yeah. And it, well, what it, then, okay, if it's not 16, what if the girl's 12? Um, look, there's, there's girls out there having sex at 16, 14. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm with I you. Mean, I'm with you. There needs the to be line. a line. Absolutely. I need. There needs to be a line. However, I'm not willing to say that that line is 16. I think and the, I don't think that it matters that a girl's making a decision. From her point of view, she might make a decision to have a sex with a 16-year-old boy or sex to have a, um, you know, have a decision to have sex with a 27-year-old uh, man. What difference does it make how old he is? She made that it decision. It does. To who? Okay, well, so she's 11. Is she old enough? I disagree. No, Has I don't she think been she's through old puberty enough. yet? Okay, so if 11's not okay, then why is 16 I'm not okay? going to. I'm not. Why like is my, 37 okay, lady? I, I am not going to draw. I, there are two people on the show, and unlike my co-host Mark, I will not draw a line at a certain age because I understand that age is just a number and that uh, mentality is very well, important. I had a relationship with a 30-year-old guy when I was 16, and I thought I knew it all. I thought I was. So grown up, I thought I was too mature for high school. I went to college instead because I just thought I just was so grown up. And I look back and said, good, what a young girl I was. And are you okay today? Are you all right? Well, I, I'm you still moving. Yes. I mean, you sound okay. Do you think this guy, that guy would be better off if he'd spent five years in prison and then had to register with the state for the rest of his life because he got into bed with you? Yeah. Think about that, and thanks he for wouldn't. the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country, as well as get new Internet listeners on board with the program and spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So you can help us with that and get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Get over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about 
And I'm, I'm glad we finally did get a call on this, or actually we've got a few now, a uh, call on this issue of teenage relations, sexual relations with, uh, in this case, it happened to be older men, but sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes it's an older woman with uh, with teenagers. Of course, it, we always hear about it when it comes to teachers and students for whatever reason, but it's going on in, in other ways. And the last caller we just had on the line, uh, Evan in Washington, actually admitted at the end of her phone call that when she was 16, she had a relationship with a man in his early 30s. 30s. Now, as a man who is approaching his uh, 30s, I'm 28 at this point. Mark, you're uh, getting through your 30s at this point as well. I, uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a relationship with a teenage girl. I can't even imagine where and what we would talk about. And I mean... I, I, can't, I, I can't either. I uh, When I was 33, dated this girl that was 19, and um, she was great she was and everything. Pretty. She was very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all, there were times when I was sitting there, and this, this girl was exceptionally smart and, and, you know, very mature. However, just coming from different generations. My wife is, uh, yeah. you know, absolutely my age now, and it just works out a lot better. I agree with you. Uh, in fact... Julia, my girlfriend, four years younger than me, there's when we have conversations, we're close enough, I think, in age to be able to get along pretty well. But even some so sometimes there's just still still some things that we grew up with that were just different and we just didn't have quite the we weren't in quite exactly the same generational range. I mean we were close, but not quite. So so I can only imagine that that separation becomes um, even wider. That gap becomes even wider as that age range uh, widens. So for me, it's not anything I'm interested in. But for other people, they've got different viewpoints. They but feel you never know if you're going to meet that special person, and what difference yeah, does it knows? make what their age is at that point? Right? Yeah, I can't. I would never come down on somebody for making a decision like that. Maybe it is the wrong decision, and maybe you know, as uh, Evan was looking back on her life, she says she made a mistake when she was 16. Well, mistakes are a good thing, right? I mean, as long as you you don't end up getting herpes out of the deal. And, and again, if you've con- if you've had conversations with your kids about sex and they understand STDs and they understand what safe sex is all about, then it doesn't really matter who it is they're doing the old in and out with. As long as they're being safe, that's the most important part, I would think. As far as if I were a parent, if I understood that my kids were going to go out and experiment with sex, I'd want to make sure that they were safe with the sex they were having, not be too concerned about who it was that they were, uh, or the age of the person that they were having sex with. Well, it, would be a con- it would definitely be a concern of mine. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't think that's really good for kids. I don't think that's great. But when you look at it from I, I'm not willing to throw someone in jail well, over right. it. She thought it was good for her Because at the fact is that 16-year-old girl is, or 15-year-old boy or whatever is making that decision themselves. And they should be able to experience whatever those consequences end up being. And if it ends up being that they learn that older guys are creepy or that uh, th- that this is just not right for them, then that's a good learning experience. Older guys aren't on. creepy. It's the older guys you're dating that are creepy. You, it's, <laughs> you, you just you move on beyond that. You grow and you learn from that experience. The, the whole idea that parents should be shielding their kids from all kinds of uh, things left and right is just shield your kids, protect them, don't let them experience what the world is really like. I think that's damaging. Let's go to your call, see what you think. Talk to Chris listening to WSCFN, South Carolina. Hello, Chris. Hey, um, yeah, so I, I hadn't uh, listened to y'all's show before, but, but I love the radio station down here in Charleston. And I just turned it on, uh, listening to that lady the yard was talking to, and, and I got kind of fired up because I got to tell you, y'all were really just getting on that lady about about these crazy, um, you know, like 
super conservative views that she had because because she agrees with the whole 16-year-old versus a 40-year-old sort of thing. But, I mean, I just was – y'all were just really kind of making yourself sound stupid because you were getting on this lady so heavily. But, I mean, it's not just her, man. It's the freaking law is on her side as well. So Well, sure. Well, laws are bad. A lot of laws but are bad. But you understand that the laws are in place because people support them. Well, right. I mean, what does that mean? Though? That what, means what that um, people that support them, they're not th- they're not questioning their paradigm, and people need to question their paradigms. So I'm asking her about her paradigm. Well, okay, fair enough. I'm but a philosopher you, by trade here, you know. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, listen, you come in also, and and it, you know, I'm not trying to bash y'all or anything, but it's going bash away. I do it for a living. Nah, y'all were. Uh, you know, getting on her about all this. And then she goes to the thing about how, you know, she had this relationship when she was 16 and with a, with a 30-year-old. And, like, you know, from my point of view, I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, this lady obviously didn't want to say this the whole time. And then at the end, she brings it up. And y'all are just like, well, are you okay? I mean, you sound fine to us. I mean, don't y'all think that's a little pretentious? to? to I mean, obviously... She brought it up for a reason. Like maybe she was really hurt, you know. Like a minute ago, when I was when I was waiting to get online, or maybe said, she, or maybe she wants to change a mistake she made in her life by making sure that no one else can make that mistake. Have you made mistakes oh, in I mean, your life? Is that like is that like unnoble or something? Or, I mean, yeah, ago, it is. That, it is. You know, look, this, I fell this, off this my bike. Look, fine. man. Hey, hey, look, I fell off my bike and hurt myself when I was a kid. Do you think that I should outlaw you riding a bike? I fell off my bike when I was a kid and hurt myself. Do you think I should outlaw you riding a bike? Oh, I mean, come on, man. You can come on, man. That's what that's what's going on here. You can put that in place for any law that we have. I mean, okay, well, is alcohol bad? Drinking and driving can happen. Should we outlaw it? Whatever. Right, drinking and driving is bad. We should outlaw drinking and driving. However, drinking alcohol is not bad, and we shouldn't outlaw drinking alcohol for anyone of any age. At at a certain age, y'all said age. You know, y'all were fighting over 16, whatever. She made a bunch of stupid points by going down to, like, 10 and 11, whatever. But basically, I mean, the point is is that the line has been drawn. And, I mean, it was drawn at 18, and y'all are, like, here. Did you have sex before you were 18? Did you have sex before you were 18? No, I did not, actually. Really? Any of your friends? Yeah, plenty of them. think, Think they'd be better off if they went to prison for it? I'll tell you what. I know one of my. Uh, I just got married in May. One of my wife's best friends had a relationship um, in college. She was 18 years old, and this guy was 38 years old. It's the exact situation you're talking about. It was. Um, he was a high school coach. She, you know, had this attraction to him in high school. Uh, so I guess she was about 16 at the time all that started. He was about 36. Um, so she was attracted to him. She, I mean, surely she was attracted to him, but she was also 16 years old, and this guy was a, was a grown 36-year-old. Anyway, my, this, this is just a, just a case example of, of, you know, the way that it, that it ends up bad. You know, this girl is emotionally hurt, and, and, what I, and, and she regrets a lot. A lot of, of people and, are emotionally hurt when they break up with their significant other, when, <laughs> whether they're 20 or 30 or 50. In jail because somebody got their heart broken? Yeah, people okay, get the hurt and they move on. Thing. You know, y'all, y'all said there's a lot of people that are, 16, that are 19 year old, years old for having sex with 16-year-olds. You shouldn't go to jail for that. You're absolutely right, okay? When you have high school teachers, like... There, there's a responsibility. The reason this law is in place, I mean, I can't believe you don't even, like, acknowledge this a little bit. The reason this law is in place is because there's a responsibility here for people in, 
you know, leadership positions, whatever, teacher, policeman, whatever. The law is to, not to, about leader, people in leadership positions, sir. The law is about people over a certain age having sex with people under a certain age, period. There's no right. other stipulations yeah, to it. Finish my sentence, that'd be Go all. ahead. Yeah. So the law is in place, and it's been made for these reasons, for, for protection. You know, it's not, it's, it hasn't been made to, like, spite these 16-year-old girls and tell them they're stupid because, no. you know, y'all made some point about how centuries ago, 16 years old was, a, was an adult. Okay, that's great. Like, that's not the way it is anymore, okay? It was I mean, probably that way for your grandmother, just so you know. Right, okay. Well, anyway, you know, when y'all... Well, why when isn't it that the, way anymore? Are you, are you suggesting kids are stupid today? I mean, I don't think that anyone's ever thought kids aren't stupid like 100 years ago well i i think kids aren't stupid i think kids are incredibly uh but they have a lot of potential they can be very very intelligent and i think it all it all depends on how they're educated and i think that what we have today is a society and a government that uh, is is designed to dumb kids down and and essentially keep them as ignorant as they possibly can of what the real world is like and i think that parent we've got a bunch of parents that are keeping kids in the dark about adult topics like sex and drinking and things like that and we've got parents that uh, want to protect kids as as long as they possibly can to where you get to the point where this woman, and I thank you for the call, the woman that we were talking to earlier called the 16-year-old girl a child. 16-year-old girls are not children. They're teenagers and they're young adults. But if we keep coddling children, if we keep coddling young people as though they're little babies all the way up until they get out of college, then they're never going to have the opportunity to grow up on their own. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've got a bunch of immature kids running around today. They're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to experience life. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We continue here uh, taking your phone calls. If you're just tuning into the program, last hour we talked about yet another one of those teacher-student sex stories, except this one with an extra twist. They're engaged, and they're going to get married. And some people out there are saying, that's wrong. That shouldn't be going on. You've got to throw that man in a prison cell. And I'm sorry, it may be strange, it may be a little bit different, but they're two individuals, and they should be able to choose for themselves how to run their lives. Yeah, she might be making a mistake. Yeah, he might be too. But let her learn that for herself. 
I mean, if you keep protecting, if this, if, keep, if parents right. in society keep having this protectionist idea in regards to keeping kids away from anything with a sharp corner or anything that might potentially hurt them or anything that, oh my gosh, they're I They're not prepared to be adults when they turn 18. Then they're going to make right. whatever, whatever mistake it is that you've been trying to protect them from. Yeah. So I think people need to be able to make these choices for themselves, suffer whatever consequences come. And if you want to help, if you want to, as a parent, want to help keep your kids safe from making wrong choices, then it's up to you yep. to do a good job Be a better parenting. Parent. Exactly. Let's continue here and talk to Amira calling from Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Ladies first. Hello, Amira. Good evening. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to talk about just uh, a point. I don't know if anybody brought it up because I lost my connection for a short while, but uh, talking about these, uh, you know, these May-December romances, um, did anybody bring up the point that there's an issue of coercion here at times? Uh, it could happen. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I'm not saying that every 16-year-old is a complete sucker and every 35-year-old is a sleazy, you know, Svengali type, but I think the issue has to do with, with coercion, possibility of coercion, you know? How, when, and when you say coercion, can you give me a more, more uh, specific example of what you might be envisioning? Well, let's say somebody has a certain ethical standard, uh, the younger person uh, doesn't want to engage in sex, for example, okay, mm-hmm. or doesn't want to drink or do drugs with this person, what have you. And because the older individual is more skilled, you know, they have more life experience, and they also have experience in dealing with people, um, they, they may know how to, if they were not the nicest person in the world, they may know how to have this younger person do what they want them to do. You know. Well, wait a minute. Now, let me clarify something here. I don't know if you're using the right term because coercion is the use of force. So it's it's intimidation. Uh, it's threat, threatening violence and force on somebody. And that's well, it could, it could that's be, rape. It could be it could be shrouded. You know, it could be using you know using tactics and. Well, now being manipulation, being manipulative, manipulation is probably a better term. Right, being slick or being sly or manipulative is different from using force. I just like to make that clear. So uh, okay. that, it doesn't okay. qualify as coercion. It may be slimy, but it's it's not coercion. Okay. So I, it I, could it could you know make the person do something that they weren't ready to do. I I, I would agree with you. Um, I, yeah. I I do agree. I now my question here issue. is, um, you know, w- couldn't this happen when the girl was eighteen? I mean, I dated a girl in high school who wasn't going to have sex until she got married, and she wasn't doing it when she was eighteen either. So couldn't this happen when a person was eighteen and a, a guy thirty-five? Yes, it, it most definitely can. It can even happen. Who's going to go to know, jail then? I'm sure it can happen the other way around. Even a younger person you know, can be a lot smoother and a lot smarter than the, a, an the, older the person. The age of consent right? in Canada was uh, 14 until ve- relatively this recently. Year, yeah. um, do you, was, did you have a rash of this? Were 35-year-old men just shacking up with 14-year-old <laughs> girls all over Canada? Not that I remember. No, in fact, we looked at the numbers and we found that the incidence of Canadian teenage pregnancy was much lower than American teenage pregnancy. Because we learn uh, sex ed at school. Well, some schools have sex They have sex ed at every school in America that I've ever been to. Even the Christian ones, even though it was kind of weird sex ed. Yeah, but they talk about abstinence. Right. I, I guess I don't know. I haven't been to, to many of them recently. So then but you're the saying kids that, that they're talking to ab- about abstinence, uh, you know, now I mean, they, they were talking real sex ed when well, I was a kid. Wait, Amira, you right. just made my argument for us. You just said that well, because you had good sexual education, that you were able in Canada to consent at, at uh, no. ages that are younger. No, no, we didn't consent. I didn't. I mean, you know, some people may have, but if you have a certain, I mean, I know that growing up uh, as a 
mid-teenager, let's say 15, 16, 17, there were times where I felt uneasy when an older person was trying to, you know, make me, trying to make me think that I'm thinking these things on my own. You, you know what I mean? You felt you uneasy. You feel intimidated in a kind of sly, kind and what of did quiet you, way. And what did you do about that? What was your uh, choice in regards to that uneasy feeling? I just, I knew it was, I, I just, the person was not to be trusted, I could tell. So you, so you made but the I'm right choice, and you didn't go along with it, right? No, I didn't, but that's my case, you know? Would it be that's okay me. for me to have sex with a 20-year-old retarded woman? A 20-year-old retarded woman? <laughs> yeah. I, if she's a legal age of consent, I assume. So yeah. you're, you're, so what you're saying is that, that you know it's it's about you know these people not being very polished and and uh, you know able to handle themselves. And I'm I, I'm, it's I'm not assuming handle themselves. It's that somebody may have one up on you if they have a lot more experience with other people. Don't you think somebody has one up on people. you if they have a lot more intelligence? I'm sorry. Don't they don't they have something one up on you if they have a lot more intelligence? Well, there's different kinds of intelligence. Somebody can be a you know, uh, an irresponsible, you know, moron, but really knows how to, you know, get a woman to, or a man, you know. Are things significantly better in Canada now that uh, you guys have moved the, the age of consent from 14 to 16? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 40. Right. It's nothing's changing. <laughs> the fact is, 14-year-old girls and 14-year-old boys sure. are having sex in both America and Canada now. Even if the conservative government gets in power and changes that to 16, the government people aren't changing these things. All they're doing is throwing people in jail. You know, I, I agree. I agree that this is a, a serious issue because these young people are almost 18, and it becomes very, uh, it becomes a huge gray area, seeing as there are 16-year-olds. Uh, who support families by, you know, working, and they're very responsible people. Mm -hmm. And I think the issue is with the, with the youngsters who are a little less um, savvy and street smart. Okay, now most young people, until they get out of their parents' home and live on their own, are really not, you can't really consider somebody street smart until they've lived out on their own. Wouldn't you agree with that? I don't well, know. I don't depends. know. I don't know what, what kind of family they come from. There are some families that are just, you know, a little bit more shady. The kids have are exposed to things that um, most young people aren't exposed to. All right, well, let's, let's not use dopes the retarded... Dopes are dopes, and, you know, right. it doesn't matter the age as you far as I'm be, concerned. You could be completely sheltered. You could have parents that are very, this kind of protection-style parent where the, all the corners are rounded off, everything is off-limits. Uh, kids need to be safe. They need to be treated like children until they're uh, graduating college. So you've got a kid graduating college at 22... You know, she gets out of the uh, out of the, uh, the the house. She moves out of her parents' house. She is not wise to the world. Has no idea what the world is like. But she's 22, so she's legally able to have uh, sex. And so, some 45-year-old guy starts to uh, take advantage. Uh, he uses his wily ways on her. It does happen. It, of course, it of course it happens. I mean, it happens. But... Are you saying that? Are you suggesting that that should be illegal? No, I'm not at all. Because Why? a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old um, has even less. Of a, um, a so life experience. Does it have to some do with fourteen-year-olds and some fifteen-year-olds have even less of a life experience? But you decided to make decisions for all of them, right? Isn't it possible that no, a fifteen-year-old? Hold on a second. Isn't it possible that a fifteen-year-old? Right? Isn't it possible that not a particularly? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh, with I see. A sixteen-year-old and a forty-year-old. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. It's, so that's it's sick it's, as far as I'm concerned. That's bad. But if, but eighteen, then it's then it's okay. Because there has to be a cutoff point. 
Why does there have the problem to be is, anything? Uh, wait, wait. The problem because it's is, a legal issue. In, 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 when you give the politicians the right to make this choice, the the fact is they make it poorly. They'll throw some guy who turns 18 that was okay for him to have sex with a 16-year-old um, girlfriend uh, legal. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, the parents didn't like it, but it was legal. And then he turns 18, and suddenly he's got to go to jail. The fact is people are in jail all over America for just this kind of thing. And now the good folks in Canada are going to have to deal with their young men being thrown in prison because they want to have sex. Thanks, Amira. Appreciate the call. What about the other side of the story where these laws actually empower teenage girls to be manipulative? What about the 16-year-old girl who knows that she's not supposed you to be having sex? You better not break up with me. Yeah, if you break up with me or if you don't buy me a bunch of stuff, I'm going to the cops. Or she'll just say it happened. What do you do then? You could just make it up. You're on right. your career. More on the way. You take control. That's what these laws empower. These laws empower those teen girls to do those sorts of things. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, this live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Ladies of all ages, shapes, and sizes from all around the world have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over there to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your phone calls about whatever you want. But first, need to tell you about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's going on, coming up here in March. I guess that's a little ways away, but it'll be here before you know it. The first weekend in March, you're going to want to be here in New Hampshire to be with us at the Liberty Forum, as well as a whole bunch of liberty-oriented luminaries and uh, you can go to liberty uh, excuse me freestateproject.org slash liberty forum to get the full list of speakers that they have announced so far there are more to come and they of course haven't announced the schedule yet or anything like that so it's very preliminary which is why you can get an early bird discount if you go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum get the early bird price plus take another 10 percent off of that price by using our discount code it's 2009 ftl 2009 ftl to get an extra 10 percent off the already low early bird price you're going to want to be there it's going to be an incredible event with hundreds of liberty-oriented people all hanging out together, socializing, networking, going to various different panels, partying. It's a blast. Dinners, that sort of thing. You want to be there. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We'll be broadcasting Hot girls live. everywhere. There actually were a surprising uh, amount of uh, uh, ladies at the last Liberty Forum. I mean, considering liberty-oriented events tend to attract mostly men, the, I think that the, the free state liberty events seem to attract a larger proportion of women than any other uh, liberty events I've ever been to. I haven't been to that many. There you go. We continue with your calls. Mike in South Carolina, listening to WSC-FM. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike, turn down your radio, if you would, please. There you go. You got to turn down. Whenever you're on the whole, just as a quick tip to anybody that is calling a radio show, you have to listen on hold because otherwise that stuff happens. We're going to try Mike one more time. Mike, are you there? Hello. Hey, Mike. Yeah. You're on the air. Yeah, man. Something about them high school girls, man. Something about them, huh? <laughs> I get older, they stay the same age. Oh, yeah, we've heard that one before. What else you got for us? That was it. 
He held on for that. He held on for, uh, let's see. Yeah, I do agree with him. I mean, at this point, I, I, I swear they look like children in high school now. It just They look like children. They look like children to me. What do you mean by that? Like They, they, they just look younger and younger to, to, to me. The, the girls in high school look just younger and younger. Hmm. Girls in college, I see them walking down here in, in Keene State. I'm like, good Lord. What is she doing there? She's 12. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. We continue here, and we will talk to Livewire, listening to WFTL in Florida. Livewire. I'd like to comment on a world of irony. Okay. I think it's kind of interesting every time I go to the local supermarket to buy some food or whatever, and I get into the checkout line, all of these publications that have such uh, very salacious sort of uh, headlines and pictures, and they can be very humorous at times. In fact, I'll give an example. Uh, quote, uh, famous Hollywood actress goes to plastic surgeon to get third breast created. And Hello? Livewire? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you cut out there you for a You cut moment. out. Uh, could the, you re- repeat ho- the, the title? Hollywood actress, third breast, continue from that point. Right. So uh, you, you, you read these, these headlines when you're there in the checkout line, and you've got to laugh. I mean, I laugh all the time. And, I, you know, sometimes I'll actually pick them up out of the the uh, holder there and, and page through real quick while waiting. Uh, but I never seemed to, to buy them. And uh, so I've thought about it on many occasions. Apparently it's liberals that are, that are funding these fallacious magazines. And the, the, the very ironic thing there is, again, that a large segment of the Hollywood indi- individual set is, uh, are the ones that get irate about those, those sort of magazines. And and yet they are themselves liberals, so that's I find it very ironic. I am how lost. Do, how do we find no out idea. that liberals are buying People magazine? Well, I'm a conservative. I've been conservative for many years. You're a many male years. too. Yes, and I, I, I think uh, that and, women are buying those magazines uh, at a much much larger scale than men are. Uh, that well, that may be true as well, but still, they would have to be liberals because uh, I don't think I know of any conservative lady that would buy that nonsense either. They don't need to appeal. They don't need to appeal to half the audience. They only have to appeal to ten percent of the uh, population out there in order to have a successful business. My so, mom uh, subscribed to People magazine, and she's a she voted for George Bush. I've seen my mom with an us. Uh huh. She's conservative. Uh, another, another ironic. Situation. Yeah, just move along, right? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm sorry. We could go back to that to that same it's scenario, all right. but uh, oh, we just blew just... a hole in what you had to say there. Mm-hmm. But go right ahead. <laughs> Whatever you got. No. Well, Next. Uh, again, I've never personally bought one, and I've always been conservative. So I do think it's liberals. The, the whole idea it. that you could boil down a magazine to whether liberals or conservative, as though magazine purchasing in regards to uh, pop culture has anything to do with politics, seems think, pretty absurd. Do you think that there are people well, in the world that aren't? liberal and aren't conservative good question uh well you yourselves have said that you consider yourself or one of you i forget which one considers yourself a voluntarialist so uh that's ian. Now, i'm not gonna, uh-huh that's ian that's ian okay yeah. well in ian's case then uh i'm not certain that I, I would be able to pinpoint a definition as he would prefer to uh stipulate where he stands in society what about most but, people in, in america do you think most of them consider themselves liberal or conservative Oh, today it's it's uh, predominantly liberal, and that's you know what's showing. Well, but, you know, here's again, an interesting statistic. I realize it's not all of America, but the talk radio listening audience, 62 percent, identify with neither. Uh, well, again, I'm somebody that swims around in the talk radio world all the time. In fact, 
uh, I'm not online at the house, so therefore I wouldn't necessarily be able to listen to y'all on a daily basis as mm-hmm. I would prefer. But I do, uh, nonetheless, and have been for many years prior to the Internet even being uh, created by Mr. Al Gore, another liberal. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so, uh, but can I continue on to another world of irony issue? Sure. The, the financial situation right now. Uh, if I were in charge or if anyone were listening today that's in charge, I think what they need to do is to take a live camera, invite all the major television networks and even the radio and you yourselves, Free Talk Live, on a tour of uh, Fort Knox, and let's find out how much gold is really there. <laughs> I'd go. Yeah, I don't expect to see I'd pay anything. my own ticket to go there to see whether they got the gold in Fort Knox or not. Yeah, well, I'm going to bring my silver certificate along with me, see if I can redeem that from 1934. I, d- I doubt they're going to let me get <laughs> away with it. They're going to take it away from you. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Uh, according to Talkers Magazine, 62% of the talk radio listening audience identifies as neither liberal or conservative. So what does that tell you? I mean, if the people that are most likely to listen to talk radio, uh, then we would think they'd be politically active. You'd think a, a talk radio listener would be kind of, you know, they'd be in the know um, more so than the average person about the issues, that sort of thing. You'd think you'd see more liberals and conservatives listening to talk radio, but uh, the ba- vast majority of the audience is neither. And so that tells me the vast majority of America doesn't really identify with either one of those. It's a false paradigm, the idea that everyone's either a liberal or conservative. But it's a paradigm that's actually promoted, interestingly enough, by the government apparatus. In government indoctrination camps, if you're in the high school level, I mean, they might even be doing it at younger levels at this point. But if you're in a government class, they'll t- they, give, they give quizzes to kids now where you go down, you answer the questions in the quiz, and then at the end they tell you whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Are you going to be a liberal or conservative liberal, as a result liberal, of that? Conservative, yeah. It's crazy. And there is more to life than that stuff. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there, and it's all totally free. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get involved. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Lose weight with all the, without, without all the jitters and that weird feeling you get from diet pills with the Dex C20. I've been taking it. It's working for me. I'm down below 180 pounds now. Dex C20, you can get it. I think it'll work for you. Get it at Walgreens, GNC, CVS. Or you go to diet.freetalklive.com. That's DexC20. We continue with your phone calls. Ladies first, it is Marsha listening in. Marsha, listening in. Where are you, Marsha? Good evening. Where, where are you calling from tonight? Uh, from Virginia, Minnesota. Virginia, Minnesota. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay, very good. What's on your mind? How are you? Um, Great. Um, uh, do you think um, that if um, these teenagers who are having, uh, considering having sex at an early age, um, accepted a spiritual view that if they became one flesh with somebody um, illicitly, that they would pick up a spirit of pride in the flesh, an unclean spirit uh, that will darken their tastes or pervert their tastes and can be passed down to other sexual partners. I've, I've heard this 
theory before, and, and I've never heard of such a thing. I what guess I don't. I guess I just don't believe it. No. Ah. Well, wait. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mark, can you explain it? Because I didn't. I totally did not understand. Sure. Uh huh. Uh, okay. You remember that Jesus cast out unclean spirits, spirits of pride in the flesh. No, were, I, I they were, don't. They were legion. Uh huh. And, and people don't talk about those anymore. But you notice these movie stars that are adopting a lot of children after having multiple sexual partners. It seems to me that they cannot be with one another uh, because there's so much pride in the flesh. It creates a static kind of thing. And so they need children to be around them in order to be able to, to tolerate one another's company. Do you think that Michael Jackson had this problem? Uh, that's an interesting... Uh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because okay, I totally don't see what you're saying. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry, Marsha. Uh, Marsha, if you'll just hold on for one moment, Marsha, hang on for one moment. Mark, as the the guy that's you know went to Christian school, what is she talking about? I'm having a real tough time interpreting what she's if saying. If she can't explain it to you, I'm not gonna. I, you, it's like you sound like you're getting it though. You sound like you're sure, understanding what well, she's saying. It's can you voodoo stuff. I mean that that somehow that uh, sex is spiritual, but any other touching isn't. Is that what you're getting at, Marsha? I'm saying that when the two become one flesh, something special happens. But they're not. And, and uh, Things happen for spiritual reasons, is what I'm saying. And if they become two flesh illicitly, in, 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 in other words, uh, they're breaking uh, uh, the uh, commandments uh, of, of, of Scripture, that they pick up an unclean spirit in the flesh, a spirit of pride. So wait, so spirit. having sex is breaking commandments? If it's outside of, uh, outside of the boundary of marriage. Wait, that's in the commandments? It's fornication. Well, it's, very I mean, it's, clear. The Ten the, it's very clear. That's called fornication in the Bible, correct? Yeah. yeah, fornication. So wait, so you're saying that if you have sex outside of marriage, you pick up some dirty, evil spirit, and what uh, happens in to the you? Flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh wars against the spirit. The flesh wars against the spirit. Uh-huh. So, so your flesh deteriorates, is, uh, you uh, you fall away, you begin to, to get sick. Is that what happens? Right. I, I, I think proud flesh does cause sickness, yes. Proud flesh? Uh-huh. So, so uh, okay, now is it... Is it only if you have sex with multiple partners outside of marriage, or is it just a period having sex outside of marriage does well, this? Well, I think it happens uh, having sex outside of marriage, but I think when there's multiple partners, these people are picking up their spiritual history of their partners, and, and a lot of them, uh, you know, it can be really a, a, a damaging thing, not only for their health, but also... You know, just for their spiritual well-being. Do, do this you, isn't. Uh, this is not confined to Christianity. There's a, there's a karmatic belief that you. Well, I, uh, I'm looking at it within. A, I'm looking at it within a Christian perspective. Understood. I'm just saying that this sexually. this belief, Marsha, I'm only backing you up that this belief is not um, confined to Christianity. That there is a karma. Like you pick up people's karma for seven years or the. I having have sex, sex with them. Well, yeah, I mean... So because I had sex, sex with some other people, you pick up all the bad karma from those people? That seems It's not science, cool. man. I've never heard... I, I, I mean, I've, I've, I know a little bit about karma, and I've, I've certainly never heard of that. But here's my question. i got more questions for you, Marsha, because I'm, uh-huh. I'm trying my best to understand this. Yes. So uh, so you're saying multiple partners, that kind of compounds the problem. Uh, what about me? I have been having sex for uh, six years, and relatively consistently over that six-year time frame, but I'm not married, and I've had two partners in that six your time frame so should i be you know should the skin be falling off my bones should i be rotting away from the inside well you know there's two two things to say about that one you're probably very spiritually gifted if you're doing as well as you are and secondly uh, the thing uh, the thing about that is the partners you chose if they weren't if they were uh uh women who d- didn't have a lot of sexual history you were a lot safer in that 
Um, mm. And um, but there are signs that when people do pick up these this uh, in the flesh, and, and baptism will rid a person of these spirits. By the really? way, really, why is it that marriage all of a sudden makes somebody more spiritually compatible? Why is it that marriage will wash away whatever other what is marriage? Uh, well. I believe that um, it's sacramental, which suggests that the grace of God w- protects the two individuals in their sexual union. And, it, and if it's done outside of the, uh, the grace of God... Then the grace of God or the grace of God? Oh, please. God grease sounds now, like an interesting... Um, Marcia, what, what, makes, what makes marriage? I mean, do, does it have to be a holy man that does the, the ceremony? Can it be a government agent that does the ceremony? Can a man and a woman say, we're married? Is the act of sex getting married? I mean, I've heard all of these things. Well, there's two things. One is there's a vow that's involved, and that's asking the Lord to be a witness to your uh, plighting your troth, or is that what it's called? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, the that's, exactly, thing, that's what they did uh, at my be, wedding. They, you know, we, we, we uh-huh. pledged our troth. And that's why it's such a dangerous thing. Remarriage, if, if the first marriage has been annulled because the responsibility or the other ball hasn't been, hasn't been um, dispensed. So that's why taking, asking the Lord to be a witness to a, a second ball, to be a witness to a lie, is, 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 is I think, worse than just having sexual union. Marcia, how, uh, how much does an annulment cost at your church? <laughs> oh, I, I, I believe it can't be bought. In fact, if you want oh, an annulment in my, in my church, you can go straight to the Pope. Thanks, Marcia, for the call tonight. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Always Thank interesting you. to hear uh, different religious perspectives on things, because they're certainly interesting. We'll continue here with your calls about whatever you want. Start with Bill, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Go back to what you said about I don't know, 20 minutes ago when the one gal said something about a cutoff, age 18 being a cutoff, and she was in favor of it, and you said, no, you shouldn't have any cutoff. Uh, I think that uh, that consent is the number one factor, and then I think puberty is a pretty reasonable cutoff. Yeah, if, if you physically are able to have sex, then you should be able to if you can consent to it, sure. Well, the one response I love that you gave that was perfectly logical was it gives the people under age 18 that power to oh, yeah. destroy those above 18. But now it's ex- now I need you to give me the answer to what what, what how do we combat a an age-old problem, let's just say, of a 40-year-old woman going against a 40-year-old man crying rape. How do we combat that? Well, that's always going to be a problem. I mean, he said, uh, he said, she said situations can be very, very difficult. Happened I think, to a friend of mine. I know for certain. I think that if you're going to accuse somebody of rape, I think you should have to have some evidence, but clearly the courts disagree. Thanks, Bill, for the call. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's continue and talk to Just Jim. Just the accusation can ruin your career. Yep. yep. Let's talk to Jim listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hello, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I had uh, uh, this uh, talk about uh, younger girls and older men. I have personal experience with my own parents. Really? Uh, yeah. My well, my my dad's passed away now. He's 80, he was 87 when he passed away, but he met my mom when he was about 29 and she was 16. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, they got married about a year later. He was 30 and she was 17. Hmm. Uh, they stayed married for 57 years, had nine kids, and so I think this is really was that after they got he he got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
I was appalled at, at some of that because I thought, well, the way they're it's talking, insulting, they isn't it? want to put my own father in prison. Isn't it insulting? Isn't it terrible? These people want to get involved in your life and tell you how you can live it. I mean, your parents loved each other, had nine kids, and they were. She was sixteen. He was twenty-nine when they met. People should be able. They to make... put him in prison now. Right? Would your Would your life have been better? Better if Dad had spent ten years in prison? It's disgusting. Of course not. He made those choices. Mom made those choices, and it worked out for him. I'm glad you called tonight, Jim. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join, uh, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of different ways, most of them totally free or very low cost. Get over to promote.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Again, promote.freetalklive.com. Spring and summer internships in broadcast and print journalism, not to mention uh, movies, film, animation, video game production, all with the Institute for Humane Studies. And they're looking for good communicators from all majors to place at daily newspapers, major media outlets, for spring and summer, all positions are paid and include a career workshop, opportunities to network. The deadline to apply for an early summer decision is November the 1st. You know, somebody in college, uh, you know, just getting out of college, these internships are great for them. There's uh, a stipend. They get paid. They get a place to live. Uh, they get books. They get all kinds of training. It's libertarianinternships.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Mike is on the line listening to, apparently, Radio Free Oklahoma. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, welcome aboard. Always interesting to hear about, uh, to discover new pirate transmitters. Always good to know, or, or community transmitters, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, there you go, because, uh, you know, nobody owns airwaves. So there, there you go. <laughs> it's so, not pirate. We're not stealing nothing. Wait, where are, oh, so are you a, an operator of the station? Operator and um, part of, uh, me and some uh, core group of four or five people put together the radio station. It's been going on a few years in Oklahoma City here. I, you know, I'd like to FM say... Station. I'd like to say you are a great American. That's the kind of spirit that built this country, and we need it. Well, it's good to hear you guys on here. As long as you're not stomping on somebody else's signal, you should be free to do it. If you're being a good neighbor. No, we're not doing anything like that. Well, you don't get to operate for years. I mean, you said you've been doing it for a couple of years. You're not going to last a couple of years if you're you're stepping on another station. You know, I'm curious. I know you called for another reason, but I've always been a fan of uh, of, uh, pirate radio or community radio. There's your bumper sticker Uh, that says, I'm a pirate right there. And uh, (laughs) so I have always been a fan. I've always been a... So tell me a little bit about your station. Why did you start it? Uh, How has it been going for you? Have you had an encounter with the FCC? Okay. Uh, well, we started because we wanted to do something. We wanted to educate people. Uh, you know, um, so we got together and we threw together our resources. And basically, we um, contacted some people down in Austin who run Low Power FM, and they helped us out, set it up. And mm-hmm. we had, we've had uh, GCN. We've had um, uh, the other uh, We The People Radio Network. We've had a few guys, but we just switched back to uh, GCN. And but you know we're kind of we're trying to get some uh, local music on the scene and mm-hmm. um, trying to get that on the radio and just trying to you know develop our community here in Oklahoma City and try to uh, you know empower the people here because and we've had a really good success and a lot there's a lot of people listening to us um, I guess about a year ago uh, 
the uh, FCC was looking for us, but we were off the air um, replacing some equipment, so they couldn't find us. So it just happened to luck that uh, we missed out on the raid. But you know, so they were attempting uh, to raid somebody's house. Well, they were putting up letters on people's doors down in Austin, and they went up to uh, uh, somewhere in Kansas, and so they were the uh, they were doing their um, little purges there. But uh, luckily, we missed out on them. And uh, if they do come after us, we just uh, well the the equipment is transportable. We'll just move it to somewhere else. And uh, nice. if they take our stuff, we'll uh, do it again. Cause, um, I love that. That's how uh, determined we are. But, that, um, that is fantastic. From, and now I, I was looking uh, for Radio Free Oklahoma online. I found a MySpace page. Is that about all you guys have, or do you have an actual website? Yeah, no, that's about all we got. Okay. Excellent. But, uh, and uh, one other question. And normally when we find out about a pirate or a pirate or community, community. station, excuse mm-hmm. me, when we find out about a community station, just pirate sounds so much cooler. Anyway, when we find out about a community station, uh, it's usually just because somebody happens to be listening and they call in, so it's very rare we get to talk to the operator. So I'm curious, how often are you airing Free Talk Live? Is it just a Saturday night thing well, or are you we taking our weeknight show? Uh, a couple weeks ago, and so I guess you guys are on GCN? We are. We're on six nights a week, uh, six to nine o'clock Central Time. Okay, so this, uh, I was driving down the road, and um, I heard you on air, and I was like, oh, man, because I, I, I lived in New Hampshire. I was part of the Free State Project for about six months, wait, wait, and I just what? moved back to Oklahoma about six months ago. Why? Cool. Why did you leave? What uh, happened? Well, to, partly for this station, because we're having some trouble with the equipment, and I kind of uh, it got going again, and that's good. So now I might come back up there. I don't know. But I am uh, – and by the way, it's a, it's a nonprofit deal. We don't make any money, and – some people, you know, say, well, why not make a little bit of money? We don't care. We just want to educate people, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, that's what that's what I've seen in, in my history of, of uh, observing all those people out there running community stations. They're doing it for the love of putting out whatever it is they want to put out there, and they're just some some really dedicated folks. And as like you said, Mark, as long as you're being good neighbors to the other stations in the area, you're not interfering with your uh, you know your next door neighbor's TV set or the radio no, station across the town. You're good to right. go. Uh, and I think that's the best way to avoid a visit from the FCC is to not uh, infringe upon the other people's. Uh, signals and it sounds like you're doing that and i think that's great news and i hope that you do get back up here at some point to new hampshire because we need some uh, community stations up here you should be able to should help some of the activists out here with that hey would you do me a favor mike i don't want you to give out an email address over the air but if you could email me at ian at freetalklive.com i I have some more sort of technical questions to ask like what you know about the equipment they're using just because i'm a radio geek and i love to know that stuff so it's not no problem yeah it's just not interesting enough for uh you know for the national show but oh no it's not again that's ian at freetalklive.com so did you have any other comments for us tonight? Yeah, um, I'm going to be at Buck up in New Hampshire uh, next month for about a week, and I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there's a third annual secessionist convention in Manchester. Yes, yeah, we're is. going to that. You are? Yep. Okay, well, I, I was just hoping you guys were aware of that. We'll and, hook up. Uh, I'll definitely run in. I, I've met you guys at Portfest last year, but uh, cool. oh, good. I'll uh, definitely run into you guys, and I wanted to know you talk much about secession on your program or as what, often what you, as as about? often as we possibly can secession good. is the answer and i thank you mike for the call good luck with your station really appreciate it I, you know that was really nice of you mark to call him an, an american hero well I, you know that's that's what we need is we need people taking stands taking a little bit of risk um in order to you know get freedom out there for people and, and he is let's continue with nick listening to wxnt in indianapolis nick you're on free talk live Hey, how you doing? I want to clarify what you were talking about earlier with the lady from uh, Minnesota about that sexual connection. It's technically called a soul tie, and basically she was right. The scripture says when man and a woman join, they become one flesh. 
Okay. But one part she didn't mention was somewhere in Corinthians it talks about how a man loses, uh, he has he does not have power over his own body, but the wife, and vice versa. The wife doesn't have power over her own body, but the husband. All this, you know, sex that we're talking about now, you know, was never meant to be. If you're going to look at a Christian perspective, it was always meant for one man, one woman. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, Meaning and, you're not and, supposed and, to have more than one sexual Abraham partner laid with his wife and um, Hagar. That's the Old Testament. Yeah, I'm talking about New Testament. Does that mean Abraham's not in, 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 in heaven? I, you know, that's another whole issue. I mean, I thought you really were serious <laughs> to get into you know. But basically, there's been cases where people have, like, become demon-possessed because they've had sex with people that practice witchcraft. If you're losing power <laughs> oh. to uh, the wife, then you are losing power, you know. I mean, then who has the power, you know, because... Wait, so wait, and, how's you know, this losing... Know, I'm so confused. Normally, I'm not this confused by the religious talk. Now, wait, how does one lose power? You're, if you have sex, you're losing it's power? In, it's in Corinthians, but again, I'm not talking about Buddha it. or karma or all that other stuff. If you really want a Christian technical answer, then let's just deal with the Scriptures, the New Testament. If you want to make fun of it or make light of it, that's a whole other issue. But if you really want a serious discussion of how... Christians really believe, and not only Christians, because I really believe that's the way things work, then, you know, I can go with you there. But, you the know, way like things said, work. You believe that, let me see if I'm understanding it correctly, you're saying that the way things work is that when people have sex, they lose power? I'm confused. Yeah, that is, you know, and if I, I wish wait, you... Wait, wait, is that if it's outside of marriage? But if it's inside marriage, you don't lose any power? Because it's meant for one man and one woman. The, the two become one flesh. Meaning you, you are not supposed to have sex out, um, outside of just your original relationship. You should only have one man, one woman, and that's it. You should never have another woman after that one woman. Is that the idea? Yeah, have your one husband, one wife, no divorce. That's the way it was meant to be. What's, the way what, it is what, now, what is this power? I, I, don't have an, I don't have an explanation for it. I'm sorry for it. But, what, what's you know, the way what's it, this power? Really want to know the original intent, what God had in mind. The man does lose power over a woman. So when you get yourself involved with all kind of like... But I don't want power folks, over what, a what woman. What is the power? What, what is power? I didn't write the Bible. It's I just, written. Did you know... You know I, it's written. I, I will give you the scripture. Do you want your interpretation? I, I want to know what it is. I mean, is it, is it calories? Well, that, I, yes, I, I don't know. I'm glad you asked. If I lose power to uh, the wife, then uh, exactly that. I've lost power spiritually, mentally. If I've lost power, I'm subjecting myself to the power of another. What, it really boils down to possession. That's really what it is. And that's the reason why I'm these so men... I'm so confused they, right they, now. They, I'm men, sorry. Oh, men think that they can have sex freely and it doesn't bother them. But, you know, when they start killing the, the woman because all of a sudden the woman has killing. given up sex to this man, he begins to say, well, she's mine. And technically, she she's is not. Part no, she's not yours. Because, no. hmm? She's not yours. That much is certain. Uh, and I'm not interested in having power over my partner. I, I think, don't know about I think you. it's a reasonable explanation. You know, like it's sort of it's an explanation for the feelings that people have after sex. I'm confused to tell. That's all I can say at this point. And I wish I had more time to talk about it, but we don't because we're done. And we're Thank you very here. much for that call, though. I, I mean, he does sound like he studied on it. See you, tom- uh, see you Monday night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Have a good, fun, and safe weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.